0: welcome back for another episode of Spill the D. I am Gina. I am one of your co-hosts and I'm joined as always with my spooky co-host, Sabrina. Yes,
1: again.
0: I'm keeping spooky going. It's October. It's spooky season. Oh, I have one for my next time I go. I have to write it down or I'm going to forget it. It's too late to say it now. Today, we are going to be talking about the biggest waste of time in Disney or our top 10 biggest waste of time in Disney, But before we do that, we decided to switch things up a bit. Go ahead, Seb.
1: Ooh, yes. So I thought about doing a quick Q&A just because we have a couple of listeners that have started listening later. So I thought we would just do five questions that we've picked from Instagram. Hopefully quick and easy. But yes, let's do a First question. What idea from D23 do you really want to see come to life?
0: The villain section. That's what i was thinking. The absolute, like, there's like, There's not more than one answer to that question. It's oh, the villain I think section. That would be so cool. Building the villain section in Magic Kingdom, I still am confused on how it's going to flow properly with the rest of Magic Kingdom, but it's one thing where I don't really care. I just want to see it happen.
1: Yeah. I think it would be really cool for like Fantasyland to like lead into the villain. So, like, it's all the like princesses in Fantasyland, and then you're like, Ooh, go to there see and it would be
0: really perfect if it went off of gaston's tavern oh like that would be like the start of the villain section that would be great the issue is it's not going off of there it's going off of big thunder mountain so i don't know
1: what if they made big thunder mountain a villain ride
0: they totally could be cool what villain stinky pete the prospector captain hook they could do Captain Hook. I was just thinking like the Prospector, because like
1: oh from the from Toy Story.
0: Yeah, the Prospector's from Toy Story too.
1: <laughs> I love it. That would be so fun. I agree. Okay.
0: If you can only want ride one ride from each park, what would they be?
1: Okay. So both will just name parks and we'll both say it. Okay. Epcot.
0: Guardians of the galaxy, cosmic rewind.
1: I would ride sword. Okay. Hollywood Studios. Oh,
0: I was hoping you'd do this one last. Okay. Um, Flip a coin. Flip a coin. Oh, I might need to.
1: Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to say Tower of Terror. <laughs> Mine's rocking. Rock and roller Coaster. Magic oh,
0: Kingdom. I'm so questioning Tower of Terror. Yeah, Tower of Terror. Um, Magic Kingdom. Splash Mountain.
1: I knew you would say that. Mm-hmm. Peter Pan. No, you'd say that. Let's park Animal Kingdom.
0: Expedition Everest. Dinosaur, sorry, dinosaur.
1: Oh, this is very hard. I would go Everest.
0: Everest? I was torn. I was very torn, but I think I'm going dinosaur.
1: Makes my tummy tingle. I love it.
0: Do you know what the one I was torn on for Hollywood Studios was?
1: Uh, Midway Mania.
0: Yeah, okay. Just making sure. We did a little <laughs> friendship check there. <laughs>
1: pick which ride each other is most like.
0: Okay, so I've actually been thinking about this one for a while.
1: Oh, I just, I know mine right away. Okay,
0: go. Go ahead. Pigment. <laughs>
1: oh, you went like character. No, the, the ride of pigment. <laughs> Imagination is a blast. You are the ride of pigment. You are pigment.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, I really don't know. If you don't have coffee, you're Tower of Terror. You're completely up and down all over. You never know what (laughs) you're getting. (laughs) I want to say, like, Soren, you like to travel. You've seen the world. I feel like these are all kind of cop-out answers, though. Can we come back to that one?
1: Yeah.
0: Can I answer that at, like, the end
1: of the episode? Yeah, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. Favorite cue to wait in? What's yours? I think now Guardians. Oh, Okay. I, I think I would enjoy waiting in that one. Obviously, we didn't really wait too long, but I wish that we could have waited is more of my thing. Okay. I don't need any, any, anything away.
0: <sighs> I really hate waiting in line. They can make the queue as cool as they want. I still don't want to wait in line. Probably, you're going to laugh at me, I think. Muppet Vision 3D because I find new puns every time I'm in there. Yeah. Like, I wanted to say, like, Toy Story Mania or something, because that one's, like, bright and colorful. Tower of Terror has just fun stuff to look at. Like, I feel like you – but you only get that in the last section of it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go Muppet Vision 3D. I feel like I, there's so much to see in there. I like it. And what are you going to be for Halloween? Uh,
1: we are being Top Gun. We're being – which is so funny, because Luke wants to be – goose and i am rooster so we are like father and son
0: i was just thinking the other day i feel like (laughs) you guys should be jackie and kelso or donna and eric because i've been watching that 70s show recently and i was looking at how itty bitty skinny eric is and he like did something and i was like whoa he just reminded me Me of luke and i was like wow they could be donna and eric They're the same height. You guys are the same height. Like you could totally do. And you love that 70s vibe. So it's perfect.
1: Yes. We actually own them on DVDs because you can't watch them anymore.
0: They are on Peacock.
1: Ah, that is good to know. But yeah, he is. Every time Eric Foreman says something, I'm like, you are him.
0: Yeah, I definitely see it. I, he like did something. He was dancing or something and I was like that the way he just moved his hips looked like Luke. I don't
1: know what he did,
0: but I was just like, "Oh my god." And I was like, "Wow, they should be that for Halloween." But Top Gun's also good. Yeah.
1: He laughed. Like Eric Foreman laughed and like to something Jackie said, like a forced laugh and I was like, "Oh my god, it's you." <laughs> and he was like, and I was like, "Oh my god, do that." <laughs> Luke's
0: laugh is a scream even when he's genuinely laughing he screams <laughs> it's a great laugh
1: yeah and what are you guys being
0: um I believe Rick and I are being Wanda and Vision
1: cute like is he gonna wear the whole get up <laughs> so
0: we haven't decided yet if we're gonna do Wanda and Vision in their Halloween costumes or if we're gonna go all out the costume price difference is only like $20 to go all out
1: like you would do, like Wanda's, like her, like outfit.
0: Yeah, like her, yeah, full defeating Agnes outfit.
1: Oh, I, like the the end part, not the Halloween
0: defeating part. Agatha, Agatha. Yeah, Was it Agatha. Yeah, defeating. Yeah, so we're either gonna go full on Wanda costume, like what she wears in Doctor Strange. Yeah, or we're gonna go with their Halloween costumes. Haven't decided yet. I think her full-on costume will be more flattering. Cause the other one is just spandex.
1: Actually, I've seen a lot of people like recently with the Oogie Boogie and Mickey's Not So Scary. They did like a red, it was kind of like a half skirt. Like it obviously to make it like a little more spandex, appropriate. Yeah, you need like pants under it, but the girl had yeah. like flowy, it was it was actually I like that one because I was like, I would never want to wear a leotard out.
0: (laughs) And like she wears a cape, so I wouldn't be that self-conscious in the leotard. But her other costume, I guess I'll say, her other superhero getup, it like flails out at her hips. And I just feel like the way I'm built, that will be more flattering.
1: (laughs) Unless she wears like, looks like she's wearing like actual pants
0: yeah exactly so we'll see it's like a $20 difference but that's times two and like when else are we going to wear these costumes so do we want to spend more money on them I don't know knowing myself we'll find somewhere else to wear these costumes but
1: yeah. <laughs> a future Mickey's massive scary
0: yeah just sweat our booties off
1: <laughs> yeah that's most likely what we're being I love it happy oh, Halloween. I'm so happy But yeah, if you guys want to dress in Halloween costumes and go to Mickey's Not So Scary, you can use our podcast sponsor to book those tickets. Our podcast is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Co., a Disney and Universal Orlando travel agency, 407 and Beyond books and plans, family vacations to destinations such as Walt Disney World, Universal, Disney Cruise Line, and more. It does not cost extra to book with them. Their services are 100% free. Vacation planners help plan their clients' perfect family vacation. So all you have to do is show up, have fun, and create family memories. You can start by getting a free, no-obligation quote at www.407vacations.com. Also linked in our bio.
0: How many W's did you just say?
1: (laughs) 4 Www
0: so let's talk about the biggest waste of times waste i don't know how to say waste plural wastes of times our top 10 ways to waste time in
1: disney i think it's also like plural in itself waste time
0: that's okay we're not here we're not a grammar podcast
1: things that seem like a waste of time
0: yeah Someone will message us and tell us how to say it. It's fine. So, biggest waste of time. Number one. These are in no particular order, by the way. We got some help from the listeners. They sent in things they think are a waste of time. These are our opinions. These are just our top 10, no particular order. Let's start with the food section.
1: Yeah. This one, I actually found, not found. Gina showed me how to do this. (laughs) So it's mobile ordering versus waiting in line. I'm a very big person. I'm waiting in line for food because I like to see the little items. But on the Disney app itself, it shows you a picture of what they look like, which is so helpful. I agree. You can also, like as you're getting in line, out of line, you can order it. And then when you arrive to the place, you can say, like, I'm here to pick up my order. It is saves you so much time.
0: It's so nice. You can literally, I'm such a big fan of while we're waiting in line, being like, all right, what's everyone want to eat? Ordering it. And then as soon as we get off the ride, I'll usually click, I'm here, prepare my order. And then by the time you actually get to the restaurant, it's ready for you to just grab it.
1: Yeah. It actually really helped Luke and I when with our first trip to Disneyland because one, we had no idea where anything was. And two, we could be like, oh, we really want breakfast this place, this place, and this place have breakfast. We just looked at the menu and then ordered something. And then we like found it on the map. It
0: it is so helpful. And it is a huge time saver. 99% of the time, it was even more of a time saver before COVID because no one knew about it. Mm. People just didn't use it. It was so strange. Like it was offered and people preferred to wait in line. And a lot of that, it was people who maybe hadn't been to Disney before, didn't do their research before, didn't listen to Spill the D, to know that you could mobile order and just go get it. But if you mobile ordered then, you walked right up. Now, your wait might still be a little bit longer, but it's still, it's usually of the time it's going to be quicker than standing there and waiting in line and you're doing it from wherever you want from a table that you chose to sit at from a ride line you don't have to stand in a crowded line and feel super rushed which is beautiful
1: it's very helpful it helps when you have like a bigger group it helps to just like have the menu in front of you it saved us a lot of time I don't think we waited in one line We did try to go into Pim's test kitchen when we were there. And the line was like equivalent to the Starbucks line on Main Street. And I was looking at the app while we were in line because we wanted to go in to see cool, cool atmosphere. And then we ordered and got out of line.
0: Yeah. I don't (laughs) see why not.
1: Waited for that. So it was really, it was really helpful. I would say I will never wait in the line again.
0: No. Part of the reason pre-COVID that people didn't use it was that you couldn't use the dining plan on it. So if you had the dining plan, you couldn't cash it on there. I'm wondering if and when they bring back the dining plan, if slash when, I don't know if it's coming back. i like to hope. If they'll make that a feature on there that you can use it, but it might just be too much liability for them because of like glitches and stuff. I don't know, but it would be a definite nice feature to be able to just cash in your meal. Oh my gosh. If you could like keep track of your meals on there. Oh, it'd be That'd so be cool. much easier. Disney. I hope you're listening. Maybe that's why they're waiting to bring Maybe it back. That's
1: what they're working on.
0: Maybe they're working on it. I don't see why not. Now seems like a better time than ever. If you're not yeah. using it.
1: How cool. But yes, yeah, definitely a lifesaver.
0: I agree. Another one revolving around food, sit-down restaurants. This is not a hard fact. Sit-down restaurants are not always a waste of time, especially depending on what park you're in. If you go to Animal Kingdom, you probably have more than enough time to go to a sit-down restaurant, still get on every ride and see every show. This is not a hard fact. However, you probably do not have time to go to three sit-down restaurants for your three meals of the day and still do everything, even in Animal Kingdom they can just take up so much of your day. They are so much food, like more, no one needs three sit-down restaurants in one day. It's so much food.
1: Not even Rick.
0: Not (laughs) even Rick, believe it or not. (laughs) He's too cheap. He would never want to pay for it. And he would never want to waste that much time doing it because it's so much time. Like you have to assume a sit-down restaurant is probably going to take at least an
1: hour out of your day. Probably more because even if you have a reservation, you have to wait for that. Then you get seated. Then everybody has to order. Probably get dessert. Mm -hmm. And then you pay and then you leave. It's a whole process. It is. And that's saying
0: that you're going to a restaurant in the park. Plenty of people leave Magic Kingdom and go to the contemporary Polynesian Grand Floridian to go to the restaurants, which is fine. But can you imagine if you had like two or three reservations like that? And this is, like, people are trying to cram everything in, so they book all these sit-down restaurants because they want to try all these places, and it's honestly just usually not worth it.
1: No. And most of them have, part like, sister quick service places that you can Mm -hmm. get the same food. So if you just want the food from the places and not the atmosphere, you could just see if they have a quick service.
0: Yeah, most of the signature restaurants have a lounge, so you can go to the lounge, and that won't take as much time. And then, yeah, a lot of them have shared kitchens. So, like, you can ask for something and they have it other places. Not all, like, you're not gonna get a flame and yawn at Casey's Corner. Don't get, like, it's not gonna work like that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but there, you don't need to waste all of your day trying to go to every sit down restaurant just because everyone recommended a different one. Pick one you think you and your party are gonna like or, or do none,
1: all or nothing.
0: It's just, it's expensive and it's a lot of time.
1: Yeah. We do Yak and and Yeti most of the time when we go to Animal Kingdom and I still feel rushed, but we usually pick it at a time where it starts to downpour. (laughs)
0: go for like that middle of the day
1: yeah because we're usually sitting at like a window seat and then we look over and we're like cool it's raining we picked a great time Mm -hmm.
0: that also brings up a really good point though with sit-down restaurants if you are especially if you're like childless adults going to disney try and book your restaurant times for times when families aren't going to be there Because it's going to be less crowded. They're probably still going to fill every table, but it's easier for them to serve multiple tables of two than it is to serve tables of six to ten people if it's big families in there. So go for a late dinner or an early dinner or, like, a late lunch kind of thing. Late lunch, early dinner time period. You know, that, like,
1: two
0: to four where, like, you're kind of set for the day.
1: Yeah.
0: That's prime rain time too. So you get out of the rain usually and it's not too crowded. There's not a thousand kids around you. You're out of the heat for a little bit and you're not wasting a huge chunk of your day.
1: Sounds good. Last thing for your, my coffee drinkers, do not waste time getting coffee first. Do not make that for your first priority. If you are crazy and need coffee like me, have coffee before you get into the parks, have coffee after, if you can make it, a couple rides don't waste good opening prime time on food or coffee
0: everyone is also going to that coffee line you know where everyone's not going to the rides yeah. well that's not true but the rides shuttle people through a lot quicker than the coffee line
1: does <laughs> yeah and my mother and i this shocked me to the core i think we were just like of the first group of space mountain There was not a lot of people in front of us and we got Joffrey's while we were waiting for the ride. We were in line outside and then about to go inside. The cast member stopped us and told us we weren't allowed to go in. Because you had a drink in your hand, right? And I was like, in the queue itself, I was like, there's a garbage right before we get there. So I was just like, I was baffled. I was like, maybe she's just having a rough day. Like no judgment, but that totally ruined my morning because I wanted to ride space but also needed the coffee, which I could have gotten after, so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not cheap.
0: No. Like, you're not getting cheap coffee. It's not like you're walking up and they have a 99-cent deal. Like, you're probably paying at least $4 for the coffee.
1: And it's not like a beer where you could just, like, chug it and be okay. We did that when we were on rock and (laughs) roll. It's The
0: rock and roll, so you chugged it.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. And then you're on to, like, intense roller coaster. Like, oh, my God!
0: <laughs> and I don't drink coffee, so I didn't realize that her chugging it was that big of a deal. I was like, oh, nice. You chugged it. Cool. And that was
1: my whole rest of the day. My heart was just, like, burning. But, yeah. I
0: do find that interesting because most rides, queues, I've walked into with food or drink.
1: I see.
0: But- you get to a point where, where they'll have someone that'll say, like, now you have to throw it away. So, I guess maybe because it was so early, that point was just earlier because they knew it would be quick.
1: Yeah. But I was like, obviously, I'm not going to bring this on to Space Mountain. My coffee will be gone before I ride the ride.
0: (laughs) I'm sure people have tried.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs)
0: But yeah, so those coffee lines, they do take a while. Those food lines, they take forever. Try and prioritize the rides because what's going to happen? The ride lines as the day goes on are going to get longer and the
1: coffee lines
0: are going to get shorter.
1: Yeah. Another great idea If you have someone that's motion sickness or like doesn't really like
0: your designated bag holder,
1: you send them to get coffee, you ride the fun ride, then you meet up, which is perfect because then you get to ride the ride, guessing Big Thunder, Space Mountain, we're a Magic Kingdom in my brain, and they're getting coffee, then we do all the rest of the rides.
0: Also with this, don't stop at the first coffee you see. There are usually Starbucks towards the front of every park. There's Joffrey's all over the parks. So don't stop at the first coffee you see. There's definitely coffee other places. Unless you are a Starbucks fiend and that's all you drink, think about trying Joffrey's. Joffrey's is good. It's Disney's official coffee. It's great.
1: Yes. It is not like, oh my goodness, this is amazing coffee, but it is of the same level as Starbucks, which... I don't think is like, oh my God, this is amazing coffee. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) They usually have fun flavors because I've gotten like fun hot chocolates and stuff. So they usually have fun things like that. And their donuts are massive.
1: And there's coffee at like certain little places. I think there's one...
0: Some quick services have coffee.
1: Yeah. it will
0: just be a really basic hot coffee usually, but they have it.
1: Yeah. So do your research before because if you find one at, like, say, like, Cosmic Rays, nobody's going to Cosmic Rays in the morning. (laughs)
0: Yeah. If you really do just want a basic hot coffee, why why are you waiting in the Starbucks line? Yeah. If they have breakfast, they probably have coffee. Check those mobile order menus and mobile order your hot coffee. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Let's go on to one that this is a very... I don't want to call it an unpopular opinion because I know other people have this opinion as well. But me and Sab are kind of passionate about this one. Park hopping, we find to be a waste of time.
1: Yeah. It's obviously not talking about Disneyland. That is across the street.
0: Yeah. This is, this is a Disney World <laughs> list we have going on right now for the
1: most part. To get out of Dis- like any Disney World park, you either have to take a transportation or drive yourself. It is not easy. You can
0: technically walk from Hollywood Studios to Epcot, but I believe it's at least 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. So like <laughs> yeah, not easy process. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a whole, it's even a whole thing getting out of Epcot to any of your transportation.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Especially if you're trying to park up, if you have your car and you're trying to park up from Magic Kingdom and you want to drive to Animal Kingdom, just to do that. You have to go leave Magic Kingdom, hop on the monorail or the ferry boat, go over to the parking lot, the, t- the ticket and transportation center, get your car, drive to Animal Kingdom. From Animal Kingdom, you have to hop on the tram or walk all the way to the front of the park. So that process would probably be at least 30, to, 30 minutes to an hour. Like, Disney recommends, if you're leaving your park to go somewhere, like, if you had a a dining reservation in Animal Kingdom, but you're going for Magic Kingdom, they recommend you give yourself an hour or two.
1: Yeah.
0: A bus, they come, like, roughly every 20 minutes, but then you still have the ride. Magic Kingdom, to Animal Kingdom, is, like, the farthest ride that you're going to get, but that's about 15 to 20 minutes. Like, Walt Disney World is huge.
1: It's not it's not easy and then what if like you missed a sign you know that used to happen to me all the time make Going the wrong hollywood, turn hollywood studios i don't know what we would go like a different we would go in the back entrance
0: the gps leads to the back entrance it yeah. leads to the back entrance of tower of terror i think they have fixed it but it did used to do that and it's really annoying
1: and we would be driving i would be like my directions literally say to turn right here and there would be like nothing like it literally was trees and i was like i don't know what to do
0: (laughs) they have to have people turning in there all the time
1: time. that also causes a little bit of thing you also have to think about everybody there is a tourist so nobody knows what they're doing or how to drive so you have to like be paying attention to like Mm -hmm. them and the road and all this stuff it's a whole process we also think that spending a full day in a park is the best way to get the full experience of the park
0: yes i i definitely do i think every single park you can spend an entire day at and still not do everything don't let anyone tell you otherwise about animal kingdom or hollywood studios they're wrong even when the lines are as short as can be there's always still more to do more to see more food to eat more drinks to try there's always more so I just feel like to get the best experience out of it, I prefer, if I know I only have two park days, picking two for that trip. I mean, like, these are the two I'm going to, rather than park hopping all over. I would not include Animal Kingdom in any park hopping. Oh, no, I take that back.
1: I think you could do it, like, realistically, you could probably do that. I would do that one first.
0: Yeah, because it (laughs) opens earlier.
1: yeah. And because then you can get a good parking spot closer to the park entrance because that is, in like, an allotted mile already to the entrance. <laughs> Add another for just the random entrance part. And yeah. then a mile to get into the Animal Kingdom after you check in.
0: <laughs> here's my thought. Okay. here's If I was park hopping, here's what I would do. All right. Animal Kingdom is always going to be my first park. I would never park over. I would never hop over to Animal Kingdom. Start there. It's usually open the earliest. And then whatever park is going to be open the latest that night, that's where I would park hop to personally. Yeah. If I was park hopping between Hollywood Studios and somewhere, I would make it Epcot because it's connected via boat, via walking, or via Skyliner or bus. Yeah. You can make all of them work. I saw someone online timed it, and I believe the Skyliner beat the boat by about five to ten minutes. Wow. But it still was 20-something minutes, not including the time out of the park or into the park. That was just when the Skyliner started till it ended and when the boat started till it ended. Magic Kingdom, if you're park hopping somewhere right there, it should be Epcot. They're, they're connected by monorail. But yeah. you do have to get off the monorail at the Ticket and Transportation Center, walk around, and get on a new monorail. There's not a direct monorail from Magic Kingdom to Epcot.
1: Yeah.
0: So these are just all things to keep in mind if you're park hopping. It can be done. It can be done in under 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how you do it. I just think it takes so much of your day to walk out of the park and go where you're going when you could just be enjoying where you're at and getting to really take in everything.
1: Because I even, when we went to Disneyland, we did both parks one day. Also a big mistake because there was so much going on (laughs) but I wanted a full day in each park Mm -hmm. to see it and I feel like even if that like there's so much in each land even at like any Disney park there's just so much going on like even when we were at Disney Tokyo Sea I was like there's not enough time there's so much to see like there's so many small details check them out man like, there's so many places that are, like, new or, like, places that you've been tried. Adding new things to menus. Like, Disney Hollywood Studios. I haven't been to Baseline. And I want to go so bad. <laughs> and every time we do it, we, like, run out of time.
0: Yeah. Because we're running around doing everything that we want to do. By the time you check everything off, the day's done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So, park hopping, we find to be a little little much if you have extra days and you're there like a bunch and you want your last day to be of two parks that seems realistic but like at least have a full day at that park before doing that
0: yeah you know when I think park hopping can be really beneficial though when especially when they used to have the extra magic hours where it was random parks would be like two hours later now like luxury resorts will randomly get extra time in the park but I just felt like it could be worth it then because like, I know the one time my family, we went to Epcot for the day and Epcot closed at like eight that night or something. And that, but Magic Kingdom had extra magic hours until 1 a.m.
1: Oh so God. we went over
0: there after, but we didn't spend the whole day there because we'd already done it. So we were like, oh, what has extra magic hours? And checked and there was two parks and that was the only Like yeah. So that can be beneficial if you're staying in a deluxe resort now to get those extra hours at the end of the day on select days. It just thinks that you have to have it on every one of your tickets. You can't just add Park Hopper for one day. That's the real scam. And for anyone who doesn't know what that means, when you book your ticket, if you have a five day ticket, you can't make four days regular one day park hopper. You need to make it a five day park hopper. You can't do it separate unless you bought one ticket separate, but then that's going to cost you the price of one day instead of five, which is going to be significantly cheaper, plus the price of park hopper on top of that.
1: So, our next topic of wasting time is finding your car. <laughs> what this means is when you park at Disney, you park in a section, which usually has a character or I guess at Animal Kingdom, it's a animal.
0: Yeah, one of them is unicorn, which I find amazing.
1: Yeah, and the Yeti. I always parked in Yeti. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it gives you a number of where your car is and the row. Uh, Best thing to do is take a photo. We've had friends send us in group chats when they were at the park. Some friends put it on their story I remember one time we did not write down anything and we, I don't know if we park hopped, but we had no idea where the car was.
0: Yeah, we left the car and went back for it at the end of the night and it was long gone. Yeah. Another thing you can do that's a good option as well is you can now mark where your car is on the My Disney Experience app. Cool. And it's pretty accurate for the most part. It'll give you the general idea of where your car is and you'll be able to find it at the end of the day.
1: Super simple. Such a waste of time.
0: Trying to find your car at the end of the day.
1: If you are park hopping too, and you don't know where your car is, that just like adds time to that too. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like your puppies are tired and you're trying to find your car and it's not working out.
0: (laughs) If you can't find it, find a cast member. And if you tell them the general time that you got there, they'll have an idea of where your car is. They keep track of what time, which row was parked. So if you're like, oh, I got here three hours before the park open they're gonna be like yo idiot you walk past your car (laughs) but if you're like oh i got here at 10 30 they're gonna go cool go to captain hook row five
1: yeah i feel like hollywood studios is like the best parking lot to lose your car because it's just like a row like a big long row and then another big long row but like at magic kingdom that's like acres of land
0: You can go the complete wrong side by accident because there's a hero side and the villain side. If you think you're in Peter Pan, but you're really in Captain Hook, you're done. You're yeah. never finding your car.
1: <laughs> you might as well just Uber home.
0: <laughs> just leave it there. It belongs to Disney now.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yes, very intense. So, a big waste
0: of time walking around the park, not having a plan at all. Sab and I are not planners in the nor- in the real world. Well, she's more a planner than I am. But <laughs> in Disney, you need to be a planner, even if you're not. You need somebody in your party who's going to have a plan of some kind. Because if not, you're just going to walk around twiddling your thumbs, not knowing what to do with yourself. And it's such a waste of time. Your park ticket is expensive. Have an idea of what you want to do.
1: Yes. we Best advice, like if it's your first time, because it was like my... My first time I've been to Disneyland with my family. My first time. We walked into Disney California Adventure. We like kind of didn't know what to do and we I was like we need to sit down and come up with a game plan because we're just walking around aimlessly and that's not going to work.
0: Yeah. You're not weird if you look at the maps before you get there. You're not weird for grabbing a map. Do not be ashamed of grabbing a map. You don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're going.
1: Yeah. Or even like take people's recommendations figure out what to do like most places don't have breakfast figure out a place to has breakfast if you want to have breakfast
0: don't be afraid to ask a cast member most of them have been to the park that you're in a thousand times besides just working there they can give you their recommendations or they can just help you out and tell you where to go what to do also don't be afraid to be that guy in your group. If your group is twiddling their thumbs and just moseying along and has, they, you have no clue where you're going, don't be afraid to be like, guys, this is what I want to do. Let's go do it. Because I guarantee you, no one's going to be like, wow, they're being bossy. They're going to be like, okay, yeah, let's go do it.
1: Yeah. Or even like at the, at the end of the night, my dad always used to ask us what's one thing we want to all do before we leave, which was always... Really nice and really hard because I always chose Peter Pan. Somebody always chose one of the mountains. (laughs) I was like, the longest (laughs) lines. What are we going to get on? And so, yeah. So, come up with a good general game plan. You don't even need like a, like you could do, I want to ride rope drop this, and then I want to have lunch here. Everything in the middle, I don't care what we do. That's totally fine. You have somewhat of a time frame to do that. And then after lunch, if you want to, watch the fireworks or you want to ride a ride then you like pick your spot in between so it's just come up with like small things not your whole okay we're gonna ride haunt mansion then we're gonna go to peter pan then we're gonna do this that doesn't it doesn't flow it's
0: not gonna work the way you think it will it's really just like have a schedule but don't stick to it too hard don't rely on it too hard because rides break down lines are a thousand times shorter than you thought they would be. They're a thousand times longer than you thought they'd be with the wait times. Like you don't know what you're going to get. You can't schedule every single minute, but like Sab said, even just picking your where your lunch is going to be. If you're on one side of the park, say for if you've been to Magic Kingdom before and you are in Frontierland, but you know you want lunch at Cosmic Ray's, Then you can mobile order your lunch at Cosmic Rays and then set what time you're going to pick it up and be like, all right, now we're going to work our way over there. Now we have a plan on the way there. We're going to stop and take a picture in front of the castle and then we're going to ride Buzz Lightyear and then we're going to get our lunch. Like little things like that, just making those small plans and then rolling with it help so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So simple game plans. If you need to pull over, don't ever stop them at all. <laughs> pull over and just figure out what you want to do next. Because it will, I guess, more of, I guess, I'm a planner in the real world. But at Disney, I don't really care what we do, which is why I'm not a planner there. I'm down for whatever. But also walking around aimlessly is not fun. It's also like, in theory, like when we go with my parents, they pay, so like they make the rules, you know? Like we <laughs> say what we want to say, but like we, we're we there because they, they let us be there kind of thing, rather yeah. than being like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Fair, but, but yeah. They ask us what we want to do and we just give them like one thing and that helps them plan. And then the rest of the time I'm like, okay, we're going.
0: And that's a great thing to do before your trip also, to sit down with the people that you're going to go with and say, what is everyone's must-do? I went with a group of eight back in February, and I was like, what is everybody's must-do ride? And the people who had been there before gave it to us, and we were able to be like, oh, my gosh, Brian needs to get on Smuggler's Run. We haven't made it over there yet. How about we start heading that way? So, like, that – You're not a dork. I I don't. I feel like people feel weird about bringing it up before the actual trip. You're not a dork. It's not weird. You're trying to make the best experience for your whole group. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, we're going to Disneyland in November, and we're going with one of my really close friends. I guess Luke's close friend. Yeah, I'm gonna call her mine. (laughs) She's mine. mine. But. I don't know how she does Disney. I've never been to Disney with her so I texted her and I was like am I planning everything or do you want to plan everything or are we just kind of coming up with game plan then because I don't really I have a couple things that I want to do because we didn't do them last time but other than that I really care.
0: I feel like that's how it was when we were there with everyone from the college program a few weeks ago. We never we didn't really like have a hard plan but we would do something and then we'd be like is there anything over here that anybody needs to do like that anyone this is like a must do for them it's how we ended up at the apple orchard
1: which is really funny I was talking to someone about it and I was like I don't even remember us coming up with that plan so I guess I wasn't in that discussion and I was just like all right punch a on let's go
0: <laughs> over oh, the apple orchard it was yeah. let's go inside somewhere what's the next inside place
1: and I think Ooh. we were like behind the group making the plant, like the four people in the front that were making mm-hmm. the plant, the four people behind, were like, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> That's funny. That was how we ended up in Germany. I was just wandering and I was like, oh, we're gone. And then just followed everyone. And I was like, oh, okay. We're stopping it. Everyone was sitting. Remember, I, <laughs> I looked like a lost puppy and everyone was just chilling
1: in Germany. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then someone was like, I want a drink. And we're all sitting there. And I was like, who is getting the drink? Because we're all sitting here. (laughs) Uh, Yes. With most parks, I don't. I'm just happy to be there. Happy to be there. I will complain in like Magic Kingdom if I don't get on Peter Pan. But pretty much I don't have any other complaints. I can't sit for too long. I do have to say that is my like number one pet peeve is like being in an area for too long. I,
0: I like to keep moving in Disney. Because if I'm like just sitting there taking it all in, I feel like I'm still up and moving and taking it all in. If I'm sitting, I'm eating. Yeah. So the next one, this is a, this one's a pain in the butt and there's some things you can do about it. There's some things you can't. So waste of time, broken down rides. It's really a tough decision when you're waiting in line for a ride and you're so close and then it breaks down. It's really hard to decide what you're going to do. If you're going to get out of line or not. And I don't think that I can tell you guys. Maybe Sab can. I don't think I can tell you. Because I think you got to play it off of how far you are in line. If the cast members are making it sound like it's going to be forever. Or it's going to be quick. How much time you've already spent in line. Do you want to spend even more of it wasted? It's terrible when you've waited like over an hour and then it breaks down. Yeah. But lately I feel like I've just been getting out of line. I've been like whatever, I'm over this. Yeah. Because I just I've waited for too long
1: for rides that just keep breaking down and it's it's terrible. So we waited, I want to say like maybe 3 hours for both Hagrid's at Universal and for Rise of the Resistance. Two reasons why we waited for those. As they kept breaking down, they were our first time on it. Mm. Well, Rise of the Resistance was not my first time. It was my family's first time on it. So we waited. But again, as a family of six plus Luke, we could keep ourselves preoccupied. We were all getting kind of antsy and annoyed. There was part where I had to pee. There was part where we were hungry. It was really, really hard and like annoying. But if we got out and didn't ride it later, we would have been kicking ourselves more. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's also like we we even talked about in line, like, are we going to be upset wasting this time on things that we could do? We checked the wait times. Everything else was aggressive. It was just like mm-hmm. a rush hour time. So we were like, nope, it's fine. This is like when we would have lunch. Yeah. Um, other times my dad usually is like, all right, we're, we're giving it 15 minutes. And if we know anything, we'll stay. If we don't know anything, we'll leave. Fair usually usually are two but yeah Hagrid's was like <sighs> I don't even know I want to say we waited like five hours
0: <laughs> it's, I think that those are all great ideas for what to do when it breaks down because it does it really sinks, especially if it's your first time on the ride and like you said, checking the wait times might be like, well, what's the point of getting out of this line if every other one is also two hours? So I think that those are just all things to consider. First time we ride the resistance, it broke down. We stayed in line because it was when it was a virtual queue. It's so like we couldn't like get out and get back in. Yeah. So we stayed in line. They brought us around water bottles. They were about to bring us around bananas. And then the ride came back up. It was only actually down for five minutes. Oh my but God. In that same week, this ride had only been open for, like, two months at this point. In that same week, it had broken down and people waited in line for three hours, which is why they were going to bring us bananas and water. Yeah. So, like, you don't know what could happen. And it's – the worst is when you turn around and get out of line and then it starts going again. Yeah. You can beat yourself up like I do and keep checking the wait times to make sure it didn't come back up so you feel better. But if it did come back up, you're going to feel yeah. terrible. So it's it's up to you and your group what you want to do it stinks it can be a huge waste of time but it's a big waste of time that sometimes you just can't help
1: yeah and sometimes i do check the wait time of it before we get on i don't think we did that with rise we just like went right there Mm -hmm. um to see like if it has been closed earlier that day because then you'll be like oh if it closes again it's just gonna have maintenance issues all day
0: And one of the new features with the Disney Genie, you don't even need Genie Plus for this, is that you can see when the wait times are normally lower. They have a projected wait time. So if the wait time is two hours, you can check. And it might say that at 6 o'clock, it's usually only 45 minutes. So you would be like, oh, we'll come back around 6. It's not 100% accurate, but it can give you an idea.
1: It just stings. Also, when you get stuck on those rides for when they break down, I hope for the worst so I can walk off. But that has never happened.
0: I agree, and I have walked off of one ride. Got to walk off Space Mountain.
1: I have never walked off any ride, but I really, really, really want to be stuck on Everest and then have to walk down from there because I want to see that. Didn't wasn't this a
0: question that we did the one day and I said Everest? That's what? funny.
1: I, I said I wanted to crazy. be able
0: to say that I cl- I scaled Mount Everest. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. I was thinking of like the top part with all the snow. I think that'd be so cool to see it.
0: I agree. I think it'd be really cool. I want to scale Mount Everest. People mover would also be really cool to get to walk on that track above it. I think that would be pretty cool.
1: Winnie the Pooh. Hopefully they don't have us like go behind the scenes. That'd be cool. Any water ride, total dream. Oh, I would
0: love to get, have to walk off Splash Mountain, get evacuated off that. Heck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Conan Mansion would be spooky. Yeah. Like, I know they turn the lights on, but still, I find it spooky.
1: I don't know oh. if I could do that or tower.
0: I was just thinking tower.
1: I don't know if I could do that. Ooh, I don't know.
0: Tower would be cool.
1: I also just like know that people spread ashes. So, like, it is haunted. Like, quotes. oh,
0: all of Disney is absolutely
1: haunted. So it's like, oh, I don't know.
0: I'm not crying. You are. <laughs>
1: I'm absolutely crying. (laughs) You are correct. Number six, spending too much time in merch shops. I, I love this. I think the best advice is get a partner that absolutely hates shopping and you won't spend any time in these shops.
0: That does help. Yeah.
1: The only time that I went shopping in the past trip was because other people wanted to go in and I could go in with them. But yes, I think you could get lost in a shopping experience. What I do now before I go is I look at Shop Disney and I'm like, ooh, I really want that. And then when we go there, I have a game plan. That's fair. I like that.
0: Also, the shops towards the front of the parks, like Main Street, Hollywood Boulevard... Future World and Epcot, those are open after the park closes. Not all of them, but usually the big ones like the Creation Shop in Epcot, um, the Emporium on Main Street, those giant stores, those are open at the end of the night. So usually for about 45 minutes after the park closes, they'll leave those open. So you can continue to shop after the park closes. So Don't waste your whole middle of the day shopping. If you're going to be staying there until after park close anyway, you can still get that shopping done later. The only part where it stinks is if you really liked, we'll say something in the Christmas shop when you got off Muppet Vision 3D, that Christmas store is right there. It's not going to be at the front of the park. Or if you liked the rock and roller coaster, rock and roll Mickey Mouse plush, it's not going to be at the front of the park in Hollywood Studios. So things like that, yes, you do have to get them when you see them. You might want to look around that store a little bit if that's something that you're really into. But pretty basic Disney merchandise or a keychain from the park that you're in, a shirt from the park that you're in, that will be at the front of the park later in the day.
1: Um, these are also really good stores to get air conditioning and/ or heat on those cold nights in Florida. They don't you really throw up have- those quotations,
0: but I have been freezing there sometimes. <laughs> and I'm a cold person. My house is 60 degrees right now, and I have been freezing in Disney. So right. it can happen.
1: It, it doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. But there are really good spots to, to hide from the weather outside. That would be the perfect time to shop. So if it's like 1 p.m. and you're like sweating your face off, could be a good time to go shop.
0: You forgot your poncho and you just want to hide out in the store. Shop then for a little bit.
1: Yeah. And yes, there are moments where you can get carried away and then all of a sudden two hours go by and you're in line with like 50 things. Happens.
0: (laughs) Just keep in mind Disney got rid of sending your bags back to your hotel for you. They don't do that anymore. Hopefully they bring that back because, like, I know Rick has bought art while we were in a park. I'm like, I'm not going to walk around with a painting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not risking stuffing that under my seat on a ride. Yeah. So hopefully they bring that back. But for right now, if you buy something, you got to carry it. So keep that in mind. You're holding whatever you're buying in the middle of the day. You buy it at the end of the night, you walk home with it. You're good.
1: Yeah.
0: Just make sure it fits in your bag. If you got, if you're taking a plane home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, moments where I regret things because some of the items that are in the parks are not on Shop Disney. Like, there's a Haunted Mansion fleece jacket that is not on Shop Disney. Oh, I could have got it for you. I loved it so much, but I also had no room in my bag to take it home with me. You can
0: still ship them home, but you have to pay the shipping.
1: Yeah, and it takes two weeks?
0: It can take a little bit. When we've done it, it's actually gotten here pretty quickly. We usually ship home Rick's paintings, depending on what he gets. And it's usually pretty quick.
1: Yeah. One of my coworkers made a lightsaber, and she shipped that home. And we were like, oh, like, let's see. And she's like, oh, well, we'll be here in two weeks. Like, they gave her kind of an estimated time. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe just ask the person you, like, give it to to send off, maybe. you get
0: a, And you get a tracking number and everything when you do it, so. But so, you pay based off the price is how the shipping goes. It's not based off the size. So if you get a tiny little thing, but it costs $500, your shipping is a percentage of the price. Wow. So keep that in mind, too. The more expensive it is, the more expensive it's going to be to ship at home.
1: Yeah. There are, like, now... Even my family, they're not big shoppers. So, like, we, like, game plan. We're like, all right, we want a sweatshirt. We walk in the shop. We're like, mm, I don't see anything. Next shop. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't see anything. Next shop. And then you kind of settle to what you want. I only wanted the keychain when we went there. And then I saw a bag.
0: I'm not a shopper. But, like, when I go to Disney Springs, I know that's a shopping place. So then I have the mindset of, okay, let's wander around these stores. Yeah. But, like, in the parks now, I'll go in and out. I don't really feel the need to stop and stare at things. I'm fine. Yeah, if something catches my eye, I'll stop. How I end up with my purple wall lounge fly, but, <laughs> but not normally.
1: Yeah, it also depends on who you go with. Like if there's people that like much rather like enjoy the ambiance of Disney rather than like certain rides, or if you're with people that have kids or people that are pregnant that can't ride the rides, those are like perfect opportunities to like take your time and look through the stores because I don't think maybe like once or twice because I lived on property I got to see all of the shops.
0: Also so we worded this spending too much time in merch shops. I want to change it to spending too much time shopping because being in the merch shops some of them have little stories throughout them. So you go in the Christmas store. It has the 12 days of Christmas. If you go into Sir Mickey's, if you look up, there's a giant looking in at you. So yeah. you can see little things like that throughout the stores. And I think things like that are really worth it to see, to check yeah. out. But again, you don't have to spend so a lot of time in there to do that. You can walk in and out of Sir Mickey's, get pixie dusted, see the giant all within five minutes. So,
1: So yeah, if you want to save time and you're not a shopper like us, I get such a headache. I used to get a headache in the mall when we went shopping with my sisters, and I would end up just like sitting with my dad or just (laughs) pounding.
0: I find the boyfriend chair and I just sit in the boyfriend chair.
1: Hang out with my dad and brother, like by the railing.
0: (laughs) So, next one we have is riding the first ride that you see. What's the first thing that comes to your mind?
1: The carousel.
0: Carousel? Spaceship Earth. Hmm. Spaceship Earth is a walk-on ride. You should never have to wait in line for that ride. It is the first ride that you see when you walk into Epcot. It's the big Epcot ball. People who haven't been to Epcot dream of getting there and riding it. So the first thing that they do is they get there and they get in line for that ride. And it's a 15 to 20 minute wait. Do not wait in that line. You do not need to ride the first ride that you see. You can ride that later in the day and just walk right onto it. Go to a busier ride go to Soren. go to Frozen. They're going to be busy later. And at that point, they're a walk-on Yeah, because they're at the back of the parks.
1: We do have four episodes for the four parks of what we like to do in the parks. So listen to that for great advice for the first ride. But yes, don't don't even ride the carousel first. Rides a little, a
0: little more intense. <laughs> Most people don't even ride the carousel at all.
1: Yeah. Unless that is, like, your go-to ride, like, by all means, that could be your favorite ride. I'm, we're, no judgment here, but don't ride it first if it's not.
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, the first ride in every park now, and this is funny. So it's Spaceship Earth. Should be a walk-on. Don't wait for that. Once you go through the castle, it's the carousel. Yeah. Usually a f- five-minute wait, maybe a walk-on, because there's no Genie Plus. There's no lightning lane for that. So that 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 one does move really quick. It won't be an issue if you come back to it later. Yeah. Although that one actually probably would be a walk on first thing in the morning.
1: That's true. But it's also like not.
0: There's better things to rope drop.
1: Like you, everybody has rode a carousel at some point. Yeah. It's, it's basically it's just a Disney themed carousel.
0: It's not even Disney themed. It's just a normal theme. It's just it's royal. It's just in That's Disney. Then you go to Hollywood Studios. The first one you see there is actually either Tower of Terror or Mickey and Minnie's. Those ones are pretty good ones to go to first. Both of, both of those are decent to go to first. So that one's not too bad. Yeah. But then, Animal Kingdom, the first thing you see is it's tough to be a bug.
1: By all means. You go there and we'll, we'll go to the fun ones. <laughs> We're going to go
0: to Pandora and ride Flight of Passage, but you go to that. Oh, when you're walking towards Flight of Passage in Pandora, don't go to Navi River Journey.
1: Oh, no.
0: You're going to think that you should because it's in Pandora. It's got to be great. It's not good.
1: <laughs> oh, if they made that like Splash Mountain, we would have a totally different attitude. Mm-hmm. But they really made that so boring. worse than It's a Small World. It's just so boring. It's just a little, little log flume ride with no drops, no excitement. It's actually really, really cool in, like, some themed parts. But the, I only, I think I only wrote it maybe three times in my life. There's no story. And the third time the girl had her flash on the whole time and I was like, yep, this is it. (laughs) There's
0: no storyline. It's not good. The animatronic at the end is really cool, but that's really it. But yeah, so don't ride the first ride you see because either it's not going to be a great ride, but usually what we're, the reason we're saying this is actually because the line's going to be crazy long. Just because you see a crowd of people doesn't mean you should go there. Think about going to a different ride first.
1: That's such a human trait. Just seeing uh-huh. a line and they're like, oh, this must be good. <laughs> it's like
0: when you're going through a toll booth and you accidentally get in the longest line and then people just are going past
1: you. Yeah. Don't get in the long line. But yeah. I think that's all that we can say on that one. <laughs> it um next one is waiting for a parade or a fireworks show I think this is really difficult for for us because we're more ride people than parade people so if you want a great seat and you want to wait for that parade by all means we are not talking to you but also <laughs>
0: there's like Different ways to go about it. So, yes. like we talked about in the Mickey's Not So Scary recap episode, how the parade starts at eleven fifteen, but it's not actually on Main Street until like 11 30, 11 45. That happens with all of the parades. So, if you're waiting for the three o'clock parade at two o'clock, it's not actually going to get there until 3 15, 3 30. Yeah. That's a huge chunk of your day that you just spent sitting on a sidewalk. When if you might have just went to Frontierland to watch it instead, you wouldn't have had to wait at all and could have sat down five minutes before.
1: Yeah. A great, great idea. If you want that Main Street spot, get food for waiting for the parade.
0: Make that your lunchtime.
1: Two birds with one stone. Otherwise, you're wasting very good time.
0: Your ticket is expensive. Time is money.
1: You're wasting your money. Disneyland I feel is a whole different level because I don't know the trick to it yet because we tried to watch the electrical parade and there was no spot where you could just like stand behind people sitting and waiting Mm -hmm. or like the show was already coming and they were like they were like moving us yeah like and there was just no spot for us to go and then finally what we were like walking as the parade was going and I was like we're not gonna stop walking are we so that I felt like could have been good for our first time to wait, but we didn't know that. I thought it was just one of those like ones you could just like stop behind random people and just like watch a little bit and then walk away. But it goes back to the, like,
0: do your research.
1: Yeah, they had like people on it, like yelling at us nicely, but like, but move yelling- it, move it, let's go, come on. And we were like, oh my God, Okay.
0: Same thing goes for the fireworks. People get wait so early for fireworks. And if you have a big group, yeah, you probably are going to have to wait longer than if there's only a few of you. But if you're willing to maybe watch them from the bridge on the side so you can't see the castle fully front on or from behind the castle, beautiful view from behind the castle, you just aren't going to see the projections. There are ways to avoid having to wait there the whole time if that's not something you're interested in. If you want a front and center view of the castle, you do need to wait. There isn't really a way around that without squeezing through people, getting separated from your party, and just being a hot mess, basically.
1: Account for how tall and how big your party is.
0: hmm So our next one that we think is kind of a waste of time or a waste of your own time is not getting Genie Plus for Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom if it is in your budget. It is $15 plus tax per person per day. It is expensive. If you have a big group of people, it gets expensive very quickly. But... In Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, you end up being able to cut so many lines with Genie Plus and really getting the most out of your day on a busy park day.
1: Yeah, it is also, it relates to one of our earlier ones of not having a plan. It creates a plan for you by getting wait times. So you're like, cool, we're going to do this one at 3.15. We're going to do this one at 5. It gives you a good plan. You also don't have to wait super long.
0: Yeah, you basically walk around and rides, which is so nice and cool. Thing with the whole plan thing, Genie Plus is a paid addition. They have just the Disney Genie that can make a plan for you, which we probably should have mentioned earlier. If you really want to follow exactly what Disney wants you to do, you can. It'll tell you exactly what to do for your day. You take a little quiz about what you like, and it'll make you a day. But Genie Be Plus
1: is with it because my dad. My dad did the, the thing to see what they would plan for him. And he was like, this is nothing of what we would do.
0: <laughs> but for someone who's never been there, it's a good way to have them make a plan for you. All the way down to they will give you walking directions on how to get from one thing to the other. So very it helpful. can be very helpful for someone who's new to Disney. It's worth it in Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom if it is in your budget. I don't think it is something that you need to strain your budget for. But it can be worth it.
1: Good for the other two parks either. Okay. But Epcot has less rides. And most of them are easy to get on with the applicable time that they give you. So like Frozen is not going to be more than 90 minutes anymore. Maybe during holiday time, I would probably say that, yes, it's going to be a little bit more because there's more people there. But if you're going right now, I think you're, you're fine. on not. We didn't. And we got on everything but Test Track.
0: And that was because it broke down. We could have made it over.
1: Yeah. And I count us getting on Remy because we were at the front of the line when it broke down. So, yeah. like, definitely <laughs> helped a little bit. Well,
0: and half of us did go back and ride it later. Yeah. So, like, it can all be possible in Epcot, and I think in Animal Kingdom also, because... They have the individual selection one, the individual attraction ride queue, Lightning Lanes. I'm sorry, that's not the right name for it, but it's a mix of those words in some order.
1: Individual Lightning Lane.
0: Thank you, Individual Lightning <laughs> Lane. So, half the ones in in Kingdom anyway are the ones that are on there. So, like, I just don't think it's worth it there. But if it's in your budget for Hollywood and Magic. It can definitely be worth it and really help you and your party get the most out of your day.
1: Yes. Also do research on what is individual versus the regular Genie Plus because things like, I don't even know on the Hollywood Studios thing, but like, let's say- Rise of the Resistance. Okay. Let's say Rise of the Resistance is you have to buy a certain thing and that's the only one you want the Genie Plus for. You don't need to pay the $15 for Genie Plus when you can just buy that individual lightning Lane for the same price. Which is going to
0: cost you like $17 for Rise of the Resistance per person plus tax,
1: but good to know. Yeah. So definitely see which one you're using the Genie Plus for, and or if you're just using it in general to save you some time. When we were at Disney California Adventure, the Radiator Springs was the only no, that's a July there was so much more that one was an individual and all the lightning lanes were gone for the day the wait time was up to like 120 and I was like we're buying this before
0: you buy it though if you're in Disney you can actually see what is left for the day because there's only a certain amount per day so if you're in the middle of the day and you're like it's busy screw this I'm buying it just be careful make sure that the only thing left is not the kitty rides and the shows and that the ones that you won are still there because you can't get a refund. So you'll just be spending your money on nothing. If you go to Disney and say, I bought this and there was nothing, they're gonna say, Well, why didn't you look at it? Yeah. We we printed it out clearly for you. So just keep that in mind before you buy it midday. And I have them all pulled up here. So in Epcot, the individual attraction is Guardians of the Galaxy. So you'd have to pay separate for that. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance in Hollywood Studios. Avatar, Flight of Passage, and Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom is Seven Dwarfs Mind Train. Wow. So any other big rides will be included on there. And character meet and greets if you have kids or you're an adult who like characters.
1: Yes. So as we know, Luke's not like a Disney person. And he was like, How did we get on so many things at Disneyland? And I was like, Oh, we used the Genie. Thing. I was like, we had fast passes for all these rides. And he was like, Oh. Oh. You just work accordingly yeah he was like I thought we just kept going on these rides and like getting good wait times <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's
1: funny I, I was working quite hard
0: <laughs> at least he noticed yeah all right last one I think this is the funniest one as far as the waste of time go
1: <sighs> waste of time are some rides <laughs> just some of the rides some some of the rides we think are a waste of time I officially do not go on Winnie the Pooh anymore unless like there's nothing else to do you know
0: I love that ride (laughs) I don't think that one's a waste of time but it's not a waste of time for me for Luke yes that's a waste of time
1: oh I mean all of Magic Kingdom is probably a waste of time for him hence why we haven't gone yet
0: (laughs) but like Magic Carpets and Dumbo are both in the same park. They are basically the same ride. Yeah, Pick one and go on it. It's You don't really need both. If you have already done everything else and you're like, I'm doing everything today. Sure. Ride both. But they are basically the same ride. They are both, you sit in a thing, you sit in an elephant or you sit on a magic carpet, you go up in the sky and you spin in a circle. Keep that in mind. It's a small world, not for everyone. Oh, definitely not. It's for the Disney buffs. It's not for, and for people who are just like, I need to ride it because I'm in Disney. It's not yeah. that enjoyable.
1: Or it's my I, mother's favorite ride. What? <laughs> it is my mother's favorite ride. So I only ride it when I go with them now because I know that we're going on it. Fair.
0: I don't think I've ridden it since like 2019 and it broke down on us. And I haven't been on since.
1: I didn't know that Disneyland had characters. I would have went on it. Mm
0: -hmm. See, I would do it in Disneyland because of the characters. I'd want to see it.
1: But I didn't know that. But I was like, I really don't need that song stuck in my head.
0: What song? (laughs) You mean the most played song in the world?
1: The whole world, yes.
0: It actually is. Um,
1: We also find Finding Nemo to be the biggest waste of time in all of Disney.
0: This is my least favorite ride ever.
1: Like, Carousel of Progress is above it on the list of things not to do.
0: I I hate... The Finding Nemo ride in Epcot. I don't get the story. I I don't understand it. I'm no. I hate it.
1: It's too fast. It's like the three Cabietos, but like sped up, and then like like Nemo's like kind of gone from your like view.
0: <laughs> it's not great.
1: Like he's like running away, and you're like don't even see him.
0: <laughs> it's great for kids. Yes. It's not great for us. And it's so funny because Bruce, who's the owner of 407 Be on Vacations, he came on and he was like, what are you talking about? That's a great ride. And we're like,
1: nope. Nope. No, no. No, 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 no,
0: You're wrong. Sorry, Bruce.
1: <laughs>
0: and we did ask the listeners and we got some crazy answers. We asked what rides you guys think are a waste of time. Obviously, people said it's a small world. We saw that coming. Someone said rock and roller coaster.
1: Are they pregnant or motion sick?
0: (laughs) That's an excellent question that I don't have the answer to.
1: (laughs) I need more information.
0: I guess they just don't like it. I don't know.
1: Maybe they're just saying it to piss us off.
0: (laughs) The only thing I can think of is it's a very quick roller coaster. So maybe they think the line
1: isn't worth the coaster. Maybe they don't like Aerosmith. Because that also would in. throw someone off. If they changed that to a band where I was like, I don't really like this song, it could change my opinion on the ride. Fair. I would
0: just sing something else in my head.
1: Like, if they Come play, play... everybody, it's baby, Small Small do that conga. <laughs> they played It's a Small World on Rock Roller Coaster, I don't think I would ride it.
0: <laughs> that would be the most emotionally confusing ride of all time. Someone said Voyage of the Little Mermaid. This is an Omnimover ride similar to... Finding Emo, I can understand how someone wouldn't enjoy that. And it's just a storyline of Finding Emo. So, I mean, I'm, <laughs> it's just the storyline of The Little Mermaid. So I can totally understand how
1: someone wouldn't like that. Yeah, like the OG Omnimover system is, well, I mean, OG OG is at Disneyland, but the one is Haunted Mansion. So like, why go on anything else?
0: Because they have different plot lines. Yeah. Hot take, someone said People Mover.
1: that upsets me.
0: I don't want to agree, but I agree. Here's the thing.
1: I disagree fully.
0: <laughs> as far as being a waste of time, if you're a ride person and you want the fun rides all day, it is a waste of time. If you want to break and want to relax for a little bit, it's a good ride. But If you're like a big ride person, it's not really a good use of your time, especially if there's a long line, because sometimes that line can get like to be like 15 minutes when that that's long for that ride. It's constantly moving. Yeah. It shouldn't be a 15 minute wait. So that's how you know the park's crowded. So I actually sort of agree with them. It can, it's not always, but it can be a waste of time.
1: Yeah, I disagree. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I disagree with the next one. The person said Jungle Cruise.
1: Oh, I disagree on that one, too. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Nah, you're wrong. And this is this is Amaya who listens all the time and has sent us other opinions that I thoroughly enjoy, but I do not enjoy this opinion from her. So,
1: nope. Jungle Cruise, I like it. I like it very much. And a lot of other people like it so much that they turned it into a movie, so.
0: <laughs> a good movie. Well, that doesn't mean anything. They've made some weird things into movies with Disney. Mm-hmm.
1: I just think that, that one's amazing.
0: I do too. And the different skippers can absolutely make a difference. Although it does stink when you get a really bad skipper. Yeah.
1: The one what did I just hear. I heard him say, Oh, don't don't take any photos of me because my mom thinks I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what's terrible at Jungle Cruise? When you're riding it and you get someone who's holding the mic too close to their mouth and you can't understand a word that they're saying. That that stinks. Okay, so before we end, I think I figured out what ride I'm going to say you are.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) I want to say, I want to say Turtle Talk with Crush because you're constantly feeding out information about the ocean that I'm never going to use anywhere else. But you're also funny. Or at least I find you funny. (laughs) But I feel like I have to say Living with the Land. I know that's low key what you were hoping for.
1: <laughs> Actually, I thought you were going to say the safaris, but I will take litter with the land. I you know.
0: Heard. I thought about the safari, but you've definitely become more of an animal person in recent years. But when we first met, you were all about ocean and fish. And working in the vet has made you more of an animal person, yeah. at least from my perspective. So, and like what we talk about and things like that. But you have always been a land person. The Crush one, I just think is funny because you are constantly just giving me ocean facts. And I'm like, I'm saving these in my brain for trivia night. I'm going to dominate at the bar one night with all these facts. But you also make me laugh, like Crush from Finding Nemo. And you kind of talk like him sometimes. So we're going to (laughs) go. You're a weird mix of Living with the Land and Turtle Talk with Crush.
1: Which are the best compliments. I will take Turtle Talk with Crush. And living with the land. Oh my god, I love that ride. I got you. Beautiful. Yeah, I was quite upset that we didn't do it, but I knew that it was one eighth of the group vote. So <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't happening. Which is fine because when I go back with my family, we'll do it again.
0: <laughs> I would have done it for you if you would have asked. I think living with the land is one of the rides that's a waste of time, personally, just for everyone listening. If you're not, if you're not a nature and gardening and plant, if you gotta a black thumb like me that just kills every plant they touch. That's what they're called, right? I don't know. Not a green thumb. No. Or like a gold thumb. Give me some King Midas.
1: I just think it's really cool. Plus, my whole my whole family is into it. So it's like a, a uniform, like, vote of like, yes, we're going to be on this.
0: It was very nice the first time I wrote it. I'm good now. I like going at Christmas time when it's all lit up. But that's because I'm a Christmas person, not because I'm a plant person.
1: Yeah. It's also if you are like me and not like Gina, it's very cool during food and wine because it shows you where they when it grows where it goes.
0: No, I do like seeing that. Because at Christmas time it tells you which food from Festival of the Holidays that the plants are in. Yeah. So I do like seeing that too. But I I can live without it. It's it's a waste of time for me.
1: <laughs> to each their own. Exactly.
0: Hopefully, all of the ones that we just told you guys, you'll kind of listen to what we think about them and base your opinion off of that. Because if you are nothing like us, you might really love some of those rides. Yeah. You might love the Finding Nemo ride.
1: I mean, it is true. Like, I had a couple of roommates during the Disney College program that were nothing like me, where I could go 6 a.m. to 12, like, midnight. And they all thought I was crazy when I did that. When we did four parks one day, they were like, oh, my God. My one
0: roommate, I think, went to the park, like, five times the whole college program and she loved
1: it that way yeah my other roommate always made me meet a character I'm not a big character person, but I was like you know what if she wants to do it let's do it let's go even like my other roommates they wanted to meet one wanted to meet Gaston for her birthday and it was the worst character interaction I've ever
0: had it happens
1: and I am like I can feel silence so like that was hard
0: been there <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes it's super awkward.
1: Yes. But yes, I think that is all of the things that we think are a waste of time and how to avoid them. As always, you can find our Instagram at spill the deep podcast. Our TikTok is of the same. Our email is spillthedepod at gmail.com. If you guys need anything, chat us. Gina's always there. <laughs> After
0: I watch Hocus Pocus, I'll be 100% back. I don't know if you guys noticed, I have not been on it lately.
1: Hence why I was like, we need to watch this now. I don't want to see any spoilers. I live in Colorado, which is sunny ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the the year. And we set up the projector. We set up our fire pit. And all of a sudden, it decided to rain the weekend of Hocus Pocus. It was not that upsetting. We did watch it inside, which was fine. But we wanted like a full- Killed your plan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel you.
1: Dunk a little, but I think we'll watch it again tonight on the projector outside. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, with that, until next time, we will see you at the castle. Later. Will you stop licking me?